Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. And this week is no different. We're really excited to have with us today Richard Hatter. He's one of the co-founders of Hired Guns Creative. You can follow along with their adventures at HiredGunsCreative.com or Hired Guns Creative on Instagram. And you can just see that they're doing some really unique stuff, really uh, strong focus on unique uh, you know, dye lines and the, the cuts they're putting together there. It's just a really... Uh, fun experience, I think, for you to look into what they're doing, to see the number of breweries in their portfolio. It's also, we always love when it's another country, you know, our uh, our neighbors up in the north in Canada, and it's just exciting because a lot of those beers that you'll see in designs that they do, we don't get those here in the States, but that doesn't mean they're not awesome, doesn't mean you're not traveling to Canada, doesn't, you know, what, what have you. So there's just a, not only are we trying to introduce you to new artists, but also their new breweries that you can try. And so that's, you know, just a little, little perk of the, of the job. So we always like to when we visit in new locations, see what's on tap, see what's going on there. And we have so many different people to meet and breweries to try that we just got to take this, take this show on the road. So let us know if you're, uh, you want to make that happen. We would love to, uh, love to, to join you in some adventures. So, my name is AJ, as I said, AJ Kierens. I'm your host here each and every week. You can reach out to me, AJ, at 16ozcanvas.com. That's the website, 16ozcanvas.com. And then 16ozcanvas, we keep it simple. Uniform brand, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yep. Woo. And then our fans, our community, you the people, it's just growing, it's exploding, it's kind of taking on a life of its own, but the hashtag 16OZCanvas, hashtag pound sign, tic-tac-toe, whatever it is, now you know, and it's really, yeah, it's just a great opportunity for us to see bars, breweries, artists, designers, people drinking at home, just spreading the word, spreading the love, and uh, it's it's one of my favorite things is to kind of dive into that and see all the, the cool folks using it from all around the world. So this is episode 134, which is crazy. Um, when you just really when you say it, when you say these numbers out loud, it's just kind of like it's a whew. It's crazy. 134 is not a prime number. I know we've been giving you the updates on those. You can divide it by two and get 67. So it is not a prime number because uh, 134 can be, you know, not only 134 times one, but you have 67 times two. So right there makes it not a prime number. So last week we introduced, and it's a new uh, series that we're doing, a new segment kind of uh, on social and getting the word out there. It's kind of from the archive. We get a lot of folks and we thank you however you came to find us, however you, you know, joined us. Maybe you're, you know, big fans of work or the Hired Guns crew, or maybe you're the staff there. Whatever it is, uh, from the archive, because we have 134 episodes, 12 uh, countries connected to thousands of labels, over 200 breweries around the world, we've got a lot of shit. And so when you come in, you might you know, not know where to dive in. You know, From the archive, uh, last week we did Craig Gilbert, New England Brewing Company. And then this week we have uh, episode 19, Mr. Robbie Davis, Against the Grain Brewing. They have a, a Bow and Luke release coming up. It's one of my favorite beers. I've yet to try any of the variants. Um, so 
shameless plug, if you're in the Kentucky area, if you're just a, a Bowen Luke hoarder or you want to trade, get in touch. We'd love to, love to set something up for you. Excited to announce. I know. I know you're excited. We uh, Two things here, so we're just going to take one from the left. Um, December 14th, we will be having opening night at Three Sheets in New Haven. We'll be featuring almost, I think right now we're up to 10 or 11 uh, Connecticut artists who are going to be featuring some of their work at Three Sheets as part of the Art of Craft Beer Connecticut. Um, we're going back and forth. We call it the Art of Craft Beer Nutmeg Edition. We're not really sure, but we have Craig Gilbert. We have Joshua Parent, uh, Maggie Gagliardi, Stephen Raboyne, Dan Morning. Uh, we have uh, Jessica with the Mullallen. Uh, we also have uh, Jay with Charter Oak, Andrew Mullen, Lisa Sotero, Chris Edwards, Nathan uh, Sturdivant, and potentially much more. So look for more information about that. Follow along with us. And then also, given that today is Friday, November 1st, we are happy to report that we have completed our Sober October Adventures. Uh, it was a great exercise in mind and body. And uh, been a lot of fun, especially getting at the gym and getting at it each week. So we are back. We have a little uh, Fox Farm for this episode. Um, that gives you a little insight that we edit and record usually after midnight. And so, as Mr. Clapton says, we are going to let it all hang out. So stay tuned. Let's get right into it. Episode 134, Richard Hatter. Hired Guns Creative, Driftwoods Brewery, and many more. And of course... The 16-ounce canvas. Let's get at it. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, joining us from Hired uh, Guns Creative, uh, Mr. Richard Hatter, the creative director over there. He's checking in from uh, right off of Vancouver Island in British Columbia. Really excited to have uh, you join us today, uh, checking in. Another one of our uh, Canadian friends. So we've uh, we've got a f- we've got a crew of folks from uh, Canada that we've uh, been lucky to have as guests, and uh, appreciate you making the time to uh, be a part of the project, man. Yeah, thanks for having me do this. It was, uh, it was really cool to be out. Well, it was, uh, it was it, folks. If you want to uh, follow along, which I always think is a fun part to do, go to hiredgunscreative.com. You can also follow along with them on, on Instagram, and they literally are just booming. They're bursting with uh, different labels and creative work that they're doing. So it's a really fun project to see. They're also out there at uh, various you know, beer conferences and festivals giving you know, speeches and uh, sharing the knowledge with the folks. So it's just really uh, it's a fun product to follow along to. They really are just passionate what they're doing. They have a lot of experience and you know the number of uh, labels they're doing is, uh, is, uh, is large to, 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 put it, uh, to put it lightly. So you can check out the whole portfolio there at uh, HiredGunsCreative.com. Yeah, yeah, and that portfolio too is just what makes it. That's that's not our entire spread of what we do a year. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, yeah. I, we, yeah, we always say that there's just, especially if you. I mean, I think the Instagram is kind of like the the pulse. You know, a nice way to share some of the day to day. And we all wish that our websites. You know, even my website. You know, I wish I could update it more. I, I all these ideas, and then I just realize it would take me, you know, if to really do it right, you know, 40, 60, 80 hours at least, you know, and so it's, you kind of, uh, you sacrifice some areas for others. And so I think, yeah, the Instagram that we were talking about before has been a nice outlet to kind of show people that you, you're, you're working on some stuff or what you're up to. That you're not just some faceless agency. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think, yeah, I think what you guys do is cool too. It's not just, 
you, know, you kind of show that, you know, that you're people too and what you're, what you're about, which is, you know, it's not just, uh, here's our, here's our work. Here's our work. You know, you're having fun and having a few beers and, you know, kind of, uh, showing yeah. that work-life balance, which is important. Yeah. It took us a long time to figure that out. Uh, it took us like, we've been doing this for 11 years now, hired guns and on in my 20, 21st year or something like that. And it took us about eight years just working 14 hour days to really get to where we are. And, uh, then we kind of t- took a step back and we're like, we need some more balance. So we put it down to nine to five and here we are. Here we are. Now you just kind of uh, fast forwarded through 21 years of experience and, uh, and grind, but uh, you know, take us back a little bit and you know, what's kind of the, you know, what's Richard's story and, you know, kind of uh, obviously, and then at some point that sort of interconnect connect with leaf and forming hired guns, but you know, kind of just take a little bit back in, back in time. How did you, how did you uh, find your calling? I come from a long line of really artistic people. Um, we are added, so that's my family lineage. <laughs> so that we've always been making things and creating things and a little bit kooky too. Uh, so that's, that's all in my back pocket genetically. So uh, all I've ever been is an artist. I've only ever been a graphic designer for a career or a bouncer. Um, but that's another story. So... Back in the 90s, I was wanting to be a, a comic book illustrator uh, because Todd McFarlane was from my hometown and Spawn blew up. And that was like my main inspiration for drawing was those comic books. And I had a graphic designer come to my high school at that point and show me what he did. And I felt that that was more suited towards me as opposed to just drawing, you know, panels over and over and over. I felt that was going to get pretty pretty hard on the head later on so uh one more variation and variety with graphic design so that's kind of what sparked to that and then i got accepted into a design program early at university i was 17 years old i was still in high school but uh they looked at my portfolio at the end and i started learning craft design at 17 18 years old back in 97, 98, around that time. And then in 99, I went into university and I did a three-year diploma in two years and jumped out to the workforce. After, oh, wait, no, I didn't. I went and did a programming uh, course for a year. So I learned how to basically use the internet on the back end and design websites and things like that. And then I went out into the, the world and got a phone call one day um, I was freelancing, and I was asked to come in and interview for a, a designer and a marketing job. And I did that, and it was pretty shit. <laughs> I'll be honest, it wasn't for me. Uh, I lasted maybe a year at that before I went on to a company that was an actual graphic design company. And I was there for about three and a half years. And then I went over to a larger graphic design company for another three and a half years. So I was just trying to learn from as many people as I could before I got to the point where I was you know, 35 and still stuck at some studio. Like I, I, I knew I wanted to do it myself. And then I uh, left that company and went to uh, another company that was making uh, websites. And that's where I met Lee. Uh, Lee is my current business partner. Uh, he's the left brain of the company. I'm the right brain. He handles sales, business, and 
all the accounting and all that kind of stuff is all in his head. And we started moonlighting because, you know, like I was like widely considered as one of the top designers around. And, and you know, I'm still making like 18, 20 bucks an hour, and that just doesn't sit well for me. So we started moonlighting and making websites uh, on the side at night. And the boss of that company found out and fired us. <laughs> so the very next day, Actually, that afternoon, we had a meeting at my uh, condo at that point and decided that it was time to time to start hiring guns full time. And we never looked back. And we were generalists for the first two and a half, three years. We were doing everything we could, you know, because we got to keep the lights on, right? And they'll build up a bit of a portfolio. And then in about four and a half, four years in, we decided to make the shift into alcohol and still only doing alcohol. And we started with wineries because there was a lot of wineries in our backyard. And at that time, they didn't have design, really, but they valued it and they needed it. So it wasn't too hard for us to sell it. You know, we were kind of right place at the right time with that. And when you give out some, like, really well-priced jobs at the beginning and they blow up on the Internet, then all of a sudden everybody's coming to you. So we really utilized the Internet. And the other thing that I utilized is the die line, that website. And awards, like the Communication Arts Awards, um, the Dylan Awards, and the Applied Arts Awards are the three that I really put a lot of value in. And I won all of those in my first two years that I entered, uh, which really put me on the international scale and got me noticed by companies like Labatt and AB and Dev and things like that. So that qualified us as, as being here. And being able to swing and play with the big boys and build a company and offers that kind of momentum. And we haven't really stopped. So that's kind of a nutshell. And you look at me, I'm in a nutshell. No, I think I, I love that story. I, I, I mean, it must have sucked at the time, but I do love the fact that you got discovered and got fired. I mean, I think it's just, uh, you know, uh, it's, just, it's, a, it's a good kind of a battle scar for the, for the story. At the time, it was probably scary as hell but um it kind of gave you the kick in the ass oh, to, yeah. to kind of to kind of go for it and it was uh it was the right decision i mean i i do believe strongly in that that kind of uh that all of our experiences are, are part of the the story and, and the build to get to where we are so i'm glad that i'm totally. glad, I'm like, glad. i don't know if i was just gonna say i don't know if i would have jumped off the cliff myself to full-time hired guns if it wasn't for that man saying i could work for him <laughs> Yeah, how did he how did he find you guys? Was this like somebody told him that you were like kind of doing like just working on some shit after hours that you shouldn't have been, or were who who snitched? <laughs> this is funny, actually. Uh, one of the one of the sales guys there at that company was surfing the web, I guess, that night and came across some sites that we did on an island that he lived on, like vacation rental sites. And he was like, "Holy shit, these are really good. We should hire these guys." And then he did some digging and found out who it was, and it was their team, right? <laughs> it was already guys that he had working for him, and they were like, "Oh God!" <laughs> oh, that's so great. We should, yeah, we should do more work, oh, work yeah. like this in house. And it's like, oh, that's me. Or yeah, it'd have been great if he sent you like an, an email, like info at hired guns, right? And it's like, hey, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> Exactly. I don't even know if we had a name at that point. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Like, uh, uh, yeah. 
Your work was so yeah, good. Your, your work was funny. so good. It got you fired. Yeah, that'd be oh, that'd be great to have that as like a like a quote on like your you know your deck. Like oh, here's our quotes of people who like our work. John fired us. Yeah. We were so good. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think truth. being yeah being an early adapter of the web is really. I mean, I, I think we were saying it. It just it's really kind of just ballooned, and you know, being kind of on the pulse of that really, I think, is just is extremely powerful. I mean, I remember being in university and taking a class and it was about like, it was, you know, it was about even just, I remember graphics. I remember the trick back in the day was like to use large images, but you'd have to like cut them up into pieces and put them inside of like a table. So they would like form. So they wouldn't like loads be so load heavy. And now to think what you could put out there, some of these sites with are so graphically intense. It's, it's really just amazing. Yeah. It's not even like people making them anymore. It's all, PMSs and templates that look really damn good. It's, it's impressive. That's kind of why we don't do a lot of web, honestly, is there's not a lot of feature there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, packaging is always going to be a thing, but web is like, man, I don't know where that's going anymore. Yeah, I used to but do... I, I was going to drink beer. Right, yeah, I used to do freelance, and it was just hard to get somebody to, to convince somebody to pay you. Okay, it's going to take me this many hours to do and it just was it was always this tangible like it was just hard for people to wrap their heads around and i can code from scratch yeah. i and i made i had a you know, corporate gig doing that and i did some great stuff but i we use squarespace and i love it i mean they're not a sponsor so i'm not going to keep rambling about them but it just allows me it just saves me <laughs> it saves me thousands of lines of code that i know i can write and it allows me just to kind of manipulate, you know, manipulate their infrastructure and save, you know, and, you know, repurpose my time. It's really been, that's how I've used it. Totally. And it works. Like it works on everything. You just know it's going to be there and not have issues. It's yeah. great. And again, I'm not trying to promote anybody, right. but their customer service is like, that's the thing, like middle of the night, like when they get back to you with it, like sometimes it's, it's usually a live chat and they'll go in there and like help you like, hack the code up and show you and like make a video to show you how to do it. It's not like these bullshit yeah. places you call and then you get like, you don't get somebody or they just give you some generic like answer. It's I, I, I love that, especially cause they'll try to blow you off and I'll be like, well, I did this, this and this. And they said, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. And then I'm like, yeah, what about that style sheet? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. And it's boom. So I think just knowing what you're yeah. doing is, is important. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Now I got I got designers for that. Now I don't I don't understand that stuff anymore. <laughs> you're you're a smart man. Now, like I said, if you go to folks, if you go to hiredgunscreative.com, I mean the number of breweries, distilleries, wineries you're working with is is pretty. It's pretty overwhelming. I mean, it's 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 a vast portfolio. I mean, yeah. how how are you managing? You, you know, how are you managing your time? Like, what's like, what do you? How are you able to? Because the beauty of them all is they're all very distinct. You're using really distinct die cuts across, you know, majority of them. You know, you have they all have their very unique branding, and so to have such a huge portfolio and them all stand on their own, you know, wh- what are you doing there? How, how are you managing yourself? Yeah, first off, I have to stay healthy. So I'm religiously in the gym uh, five days a week. Fuck so yeah, that's dude. the first phase. If I'm not physically able to do it, then we're done. You know. Uh, second, I have a really damn good team behind me. So I've got two designers that are at work literally two hours before me, getting everything ready to go and making sure that everything is prepped and, and, and just ready for when I'm there. 
And I have probably the best production manager I've ever worked with on my team. His name's Troy Turchan, but Turkansky. Got a hard to pronounce that name. But that man schedules me to the to the minute and it's perfect. Uh, so when I walk in, I've got my nine things, my nine projects that I'm working on, and the the breakdowns of all the times, the time that I have left, what the client's expecting and when. And if I can stick to that, then I'm good. So we have to manage expectations because life does happen. Sometimes you have to say, send an email saying like, hey, I need the night to think about this. Uh, we'll send over you know, around noon tomorrow. So managing client expectations is important. And also just being as fast as possible. Um, speed kills uh, in a good way for me. Um, I've got the experience under my belt that I don't spend very much time in sketch phase. I just kind of do it in my head now and I go do it. Uh, so there's not a lot of, um, messing around behind the scenes with my labels. Uh, a label takes about three days for me and that's about working six hours a day. Okay. Now, what are the, um, what are your, what are your kind of, uh, your weapons or your tools? Uh, you said you're kind of, uh, importing it from your, your brain. So you're not doing your sketch process, but are you all digital or are you, are you a tablet guy? What, you know, what's kind of, uh, what's the, what, what, yeah, what's the tools of the trade? Yeah, we got the the Cintiq, the big 27-inch Cintiqs on standing depth with the civil arms. So we actually do illustrate uh, digitally. Uh, we don't click the mouse. That's not us. Um, Illustrator is where I live. Um, you know what it's like trying to do separations and stuff like that with Raster, especially on a canning line printer. Like Those things are pretty archaic at this point. So separations are key, and so is resolution independent. Um, vector is what my entire portfolio is. There's one piece in there that isn't vector, and that's the Baba Yaga wrap. And that's because I didn't have to do it on vector, and I just wanted to try it, uh, painting it digitally in Photoshop, and that was years ago as well. So, so you, uh, you, kind yeah. of, you said... <laughs> all yeah. yeah. So you, you know, you leave for kind of the, the one, two punch there. How did, are you involved with the, the kind of the, the pitch to get the clients or how, how does that process work? Cause I think that's what what you guys are doing there is, is pretty unique, you know, from some of our other guests we've had. I was, um, now like the business is so segregated. Um, I don't really see that side of the business anymore. When it's sold is when I see it, but. Leaf will talk to me about projects and things like that that he's quoting on and, you know, different ideas that we can throw into the pitch and things like that. But we also don't really pitch. Like, people just come to us now and, and we give them a price and off we go. But, I mean, there's still ones that I want that I would pitch, but we're too busy. Like, we don't have the time. That's a good, pro- that's a good problem to have, my friend. Yeah, as I, I was going to say, I, I, I was going to say you basically would just – Send them to your website. You know, as somebody who's uh, nine to five is is sales. You know, the the work you guys are putting out is kind of the is the walking um, you know picture one sheet for for why they should work with you, right? I mean, I think the the work yeah. sells itself, which is you know. But with that, I mean, I think that it's it's a simple thing to say, but the years of experience between the two of you and then your team, you're probably what over fifty years of uh, industry experience. You know together there so it's not just right exactly so i think that sometimes you can say things like that like you know they just come to us but just it it might it might sound like oh they 
you know, they're just gonna, we they just flows in the door. But I mean, they're like you just talked about. You had four or five shit jobs that you had that that you probably have some you know nightmares about, and you know they would probably keep you awake at oh, night, yeah. being like, I got to work hard doing this, so I never end up back doing that, you know, stuff like that. So, I think it uh the the full three sixty yeah, perspective. I, like arrogance is not what I'm trying to portray here. Like I hope that's not what I'm coming off. No, no, no. I was just like, like I was just hyping that's you up. Basically, yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I was just hyping it up yeah. that like, if folks go to Hired Guns Creative, you know, they can see that it's it's numerous, unique, distinct styles, and so, yeah, it just yeah. it really makes sense. And what I think is one of your calling cards, especially on one of the, I think really the ones that we started to you know follow you guys on. Was uh, you know with some of the the Driftwood Brewery ones where the those die cuts are really unique and I think that's what, I think that's what I really love about them is you know the illustrations especially when you present them you show the full kind of expanded wings or the full what it looks like but then when you see on the bottles it, ha- it it's really it just it works in such a cool way it makes it it makes it an experience it makes it fun and it's that that part of the branding I think is is one of your best. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I honestly have a lot of fun with those projects. When they come in the door, I'm I'm excited. That was one of the first big ones, actually, that got us really on the map, on the world map. Was, um Fat Tug. I don't know if you've heard of that beer, but it's an IPA, and it's Canada's, one of Canada's most popular IPAs. It's been voted the best IPA in BC numerous years in a row, and that's their, their flagship. So when I rebranded Fat Tug, uh, I got a mixture of hate and love. Uh, hate because people don't like their favorite thing to change and love because I made it better. Um, and that one, that one won so many fan awards too. Like it hasn't really won any design awards, but it's won all the fan voting ones that I've gone into. And I think they're voting for the liquid more than the label, to be honest. But uh, that one really blew us up in, in the beer world because every brewery knows Driftwood and Fat Hug Canada. So that was right place, right time. And we we didn't get their packaging work at the beginning. We were their web designers at the beginning. And Jason, uh, the, the head brewer there and one of the owners of Driftwood, kind of just sat back and waited to see what I was doing for a few years. And then I did some work with a distillery in the local brewery here, Longwood and Arbutus. And he felt that I was at my fighting weight, that I understood alcohol packaging <laughs> at that point. And uh, those were his exact words. And like, I'm just ready to go at that point. So we started off by rebranding all of their flagships. And I did like, it was like six, yeah, six beers for them, like all at once. And it took way too long and because <laughs> I was trying to figure out what to do. But now it's, you know, I got a system for when my driftwood work comes in. I just sit down and I get her done. Now, yeah, do you, now do you have, I, like, you because you said you're just dumping, like, you have them in your head and you're ready to dump them. Like, are there, is there ideas that you have that you're just like, oh, man, we got to, you got to find the right beer for that? You're kind of waiting for them to come down because you, you've been working them for so long? Is that, how, how are you functioning? Like, how are you keeping all that space in your head clear? By not doing that. <laughs> Fair <laughs> uh, enough. <laughs> Yeah, every brief comes in different, and I don't have ideas until I read the brief. Um, that's when the ideas come, and I like to have a conversation with the brewer about what kind of beer he's brewing, and the owner about what kind of vision he has, and then we just try to match it all up to that. And I kind of like to shock them a bit too, like, "Whoa, 
this is who I am now? Like, yeah, that's who you are now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get some new pants and you gotta get some yeah, yeah, new robes. But yeah, and it's cool, folks. I, yeah. I, uh, I, I Google, you know, you Google Fat Tug and you can see the like the original. And I could definitely see how people would be shocked, but you went for it and it's completely, it's the other way. And it's still, I mean, it still has a C vibe to it, obviously, but, um, but it's just, it, it's, it's darker. It's got more life to it. It's really, you kind of, you keep the, the original ship in there as like a kind of a, a little mini nod to it, but it really just kind of, uh, yep. it gets under the, you know, under the, under the sea, so to speak. And it's, uh, it's got some edge to it, which I think is a great foundation piece for all the other ones you've done for them. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it really set the bar. I was able to work with the printer, and I, I like to talk to a printer before I start a project to find out what I'm, what machines and and substrates and things like that I'm, I'm designing for. And with beer, obviously, cost for them and production side is a huge thing, right? Because they're only making a couple cents per per bottle. So if you can get the cost down to like four cents per label. It's, it's an amazing thing. And that's what we've done with driftwood because we're on uh, like a laminate vinyl. So it's, it's not even paper. It's like a, a really nice plastic that doesn't peel off when it gets wet or like it sits in a, a, a cooling bucket. And we used what's called magnetic dyes. So you don't buy one dye that just sits there. You buy a dye that is, a, a new type of dye called a magnetic dye, which can be torn down afterwards, so it's way cheaper. Um, so that's a nice way to keep down the cost. And then we were able to avoid using like uh, hot inks and things like that by using uh, uh, foil, uh, cold foil as a spot. So that was a nice, nice way for us to get lots of metallics, and you can actually print on top of a cold foil too. So you, we kind of got some silvery waves and things like that. So we really just pushed the limits of what we could do with the printer and find out what we can do. I get it. I think that's really smart because a lot of, because we haven't really had those kind of, you know, conversations. A lot of times it's just kind of, okay, this is, these are the confines and they, you work within them, which is totally fine. But for you to make part of your process, the discussion with the printer and, you know, each brewery has their own printers that they're using and uh, what, what have you, I think it just shows like a level attention to detail that's really uh it just it it shows a great partnership to be to be cost conscious of the the label cost so that you can get more creative, you know. Okay, and I also like that. Okay, this is this is, these are the rules in this sandbox I have to play with on this one. You know how how hard how far mm-hmm. can I take it? And I, it, it's uh, I don't know. It's a great uh, per- perspective on the on the process. Yeah, like if I have two inks, I better find that out at the very beginning. Like I'll make something rad with two inks, but not if I'm cutting it down from nine. Oh yeah, that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you say that story with ease as having probably been in a situation early in your career where you had that happen. Oh, dude, you name a mistake, I've made it. <laughs> I, I, let me paint a picture of me in university, eighteen years old, and in the death metal. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that you, I was, I, I was, yeah. go ahead. I drink a cheap beer. I was drinking cheap beer and coming to class on over, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was yeah. I was yeah. saying to somebody today. Yeah, I was like, twenty-one year old AJ was a completely different uh, animal than uh, almost yeah. over forty. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've got the uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave. I'll leave yeah. it at that in case yeah the kids ever listen to this one. But um, 
yeah, I've always yeah. I always forget that. But um And we are back. You miss me? Episode 134, Richard Hatter, 16-ounce canvas, hired Guns Creative, and a slew of different breweries that they're working with, which is really impressive to see. It's really fun to, to follow along with their adventures. HiredGunsCreative.com, Hired Guns Creative on Instagram, and you can see what's going on with their day-to-day and just the different things that are happening. And it's just, uh, it's really, really impressive. I mean, they're working with Coast Mountain Brewer, Beer, Siding uh, 14, 45 North Winery, Rail Yard Brewing, Wild Eye Brewing, New Era Brew. They also discreetly baked a little little cannabis. I mean, they always like talk. I mean, the OGs kind of uh, in North America. You always saw the BCs. When we were, you know, back in the day, getting bud. You know, I'm talking about that Canadian bud that would come down magically across the border. But now we're getting a little more. Get a little more flexible with that. You got short f- fuse beer, uh, which is one of the first labels with that that bomb that really kind of stuck out to me before we really knew the crew over there. You know, Soul Vodka Water. You got White Tooth Brewing. You got Longwood Brewery. You got PW, Big Rock. Like I said, Mill Street Brew. It's just kind of a list goes on and on and on. And it's it's uh, it's wonderful. And then, as we said, one of the the first ones with those special die cuts. You know, Driftwood Brewery. So. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, episode 134. When we come back from this next break, we're going to find out about that crazy job that he talked about. He said he only did two two jobs, art, being creative, and being a bouncer. So we already, we've already been talking about the art and creative. We're going to dip our toes into the bouncer territory, which is a job that I never at any point in time thought would be a good job for me. Never. The funny sidebar about me I know you look at me and you think, wow, that, that dude's got it going, right? He's in, he's in good shape, right? Sometimes that shape is a pair. Sometimes it's a dad bod. You know, recent, recent movements you know, have been a little more you know, body positive. But most of my life, I've been short. I, mean, I, don't, I wouldn't even say I'm tall now. I'm, I'm like middle of the road. But the idea of being a bouncer to me, like I was just trying to get into the bar, use my fake ID, be as stealth as possible, cause as least friction as possible. And yeah, the idea, I've done some stupid shit, but I've never had anything where I've had a bouncer throw me out of a bar or a club or anything like that. I've gotten in a few fights here and there and you know what? I'm okay with that. Let me give you a fun fact. It's uh, it's a it's a once it's a feeling you need to feel punching somebody in the face and so you know we're we're, we're not a wrestling or an MMA or a jujitsu podcast but and obviously depending on where you are in life I wouldn't recommend just doing that now but you know there's just there's a there's a feeling there there's kind of adrenaline it's uh it's intense but anyway you're listening to 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast episode 134 with the Mad Hatter himself Richard Hatter hired guns creative HiredGunsCreative.com. So we want to, you know, thank you for for your continued support. Remember, the month of December, uh, we will be at Three Sheets in New Haven as part of their Arts in the Back. But we got Arts in the Back, and we got every single wall in the place that we're taking over, bringing all of our Connecticut artists with us, and it's just going to be a, a really good time. 
Uh, for those folks in the Midwest, Chicago area, we're really excited to have a little pop-up for you. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a seeing how things go. Let's try it out. But you you remember back? Uh, I think it was season. Do the math. I think it's season six. Uh, we had uh, Max Bear and Melissa Sue Stanley, who have since gotten married. Congratulations to the happy couple. And the, we recorded an episode at Beer Miscuous uh, in Chicago, Illinois. And so next week I happen to be in Chicago. And we reached out to uh, Melissa and Max, and they've been huge, huge helps. And then we also reached out to uh, Beer Miscuous uh, you know, about the idea of us doing a drink and draw. And so next, uh, see, Tuesday, November 5th, between 7 and 10 p.m. at that location on uh, Lincoln Avenue, we'll be having a drink and draw. We've invited uh, several of our previous guests. We don't want to put them on the spot, but we've, we've got a, you know, a good crew who's you know, tentatively to show up there, you know, folks in the local area. It's a fun little unknown fact that the Midwest is one of our largest markets uh, from the, the data that we have access to. So we're hoping it's going to be a good event. Obviously, we've talked about you know our bucket list. Or, I won't say bucket list. That makes it seem like it's a crazy idea, but just kind of our goals for 2020 is to be a part of uh, at least three events. We have a new one that we locked down that we can't share with you. We'll definitely be doing the hubbub, and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing if we did a, a Midwest version. But we will see. Midwest, uh, UK are the two kind of top ones that we really hope we can do. And then I guess in a not really distant third would be you know, the West Coast. So we are going to get right back into it. Uh, you've been following along. Uh, we've been kind of uh, not making a huge deal of it, but uh, with uh, the month of October, Sober October, uh, we're up late. It's after midnight, which means it's now November, and you know what that means. It's over, folks. So cheers to you. Cheers to Richard. Cheers to 16-ounce canvas. The crew over Hired Guns Creative. 31 days. It was a lot of fun. I mean, if you're saying that you couldn't do it, you could do it. Here's just a fun fact. I think that the joy of experiencing things, experiencing life, is a mind, a body, soul. Your whole, your whole kind of, uh, I guess your whole ethos, for lack of a better description. And so we love beer. We love this podcast. We love you. We love what we're doing. But at no point do we feel like, oh, man, we have, like, the idea that, well, we didn't have a few this today or this week or whatever is really going to, run our life or, or tell that story you know it's just it's um it's something you enjoy but it's really you know being healthy being fit you know is really is really important you know you can take it to whatever level you'd like but the, you know the joys of it is is moderation and experiencing so just when you kind of put that challenge down to yourself and give it a try you know we've been for the last couple of years we do it at least once you know once a year and maybe we'll do it more. Who knows? But it's been a it's been a it's been a good experience. I I probably could do another, what is it, thirty days in September, April, June, and November. So another thirty days for here in November. But let's not get crazy. Remember, folks, mark on your calendars November eighteenth. We were saying, Angie, what's November eighteenth? That's it's a Monday. Well, what is that going to be all about? Well, that's my birthday. So. You have a couple weeks to, to get some, you know, get the gifts together. You know, the, the address is on the, the website, and feel free to send over some goodies, uh, some stickers, whatever it is. Uh, I'm just kidding, but um, if you're listening to this far and you don't realize that I have a dry, weird, awkward sense of humor at times, then you probably haven't really been paying attention. But 
With that said, we love you. Let's get back into it. Let's talk about that bouncer gig. Richard Hatter, right here. Hired Guns Creative on the 16-ounce canvas. The art of craft beer podcast. Yeah, you, and you did mention the only other career you had was as a bouncer. So that was that going into your crazy, shitty beer, metal drinking, uh, causing a ruckus days? Uh, I was 10, nine years into the design at this point. And you know, mid twenties, late twenties. And, uh, I'm a black belt judoka. So I have those skills as well. And, uh, I was just hanging out and bartender came over and said, do I want to try it for a night? I'm like, well, this is a really weird thing to try, but okay. Yeah. And then I did that for about three months. And I ended up like, just being like, what the hell am I doing? I'm like a finely tuned graphic designer and I'm spending my nights rolling around on broken glass trying to break up fights. Like, <laughs> I'm going to die. And nor am I this level of meathead. Like, I, <laughs> this isn't me. So I quit. <laughs> yeah. Now, were you, were you a black belt at that time? Uh, no, actually. I wasn't. I was training for that. <laughs> I must have, uh, yeah, that must have... Uh... Yeah, not not use your your powers. You got to keep your powers for good. So you're probably trying to not unleash the unleash the beast on them. Yeah, could have uh, could have hurt a few uh, yeah. meatheads. Yeah, <laughs> it only took took three months for me to come out of that cloud. And just like, what am I doing? Focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Refocus. Yeah, I was gonna say you've had, yeah, you've had a few uh, refocusing moments on the uh, on the Hatter timeline. That would definitely be uh, an interesting uh, sidebar. You could have. <laughs> Could have made the wrong choices yeah. there. We're glad you came oh, back. Yeah. We're glad you came back to us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like a hippie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, we're, we're, we share the same vibe. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Well, you got the yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the martial arts dedication and you know groundedness there, which is which is important too. So is that is that part of your five yeah. days in the gym? Is that is that related to that, or you know, as somebody who's made a new focus you know on, on the uh, the health aspect of life i i applaud that but just kind of a the fellow gym goer you know geeky question but is that is that martial arts yep. or is that weights what, what are you doing uh martial arts was my base which got me into olympic lifting oh wow uh, which got me into bodybuilding and then i've been just off and on for the gym for years and now i'm really focused in on powerlifting Oh, and I'm going to try and do the Western Canadian Championships in 2020. So I got, I'm spending a lot of time in the gym with weights and my diet and all that, just focusing in on that and trying to learn that whole sport because it's a whole new thing. Yeah, I love the fact you're like, ah, I'm just going to become a power lifter. What the fuck? Let's go for it. You're, yeah. Teach it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm that guy who like gets interested in something and then I just exhaust it. You know? say, you don't, yeah, <laughs> I learn as I, much about it as I can. Yeah, and then I move on. You don't, yeah, you don't do don't anything. You don't like do, anything said, like, do anything half-assed, which I respect. I I can't. I honestly don't know how to. It's just not in me. Well, there's worse problems to have to be <laughs> a, to be to being uh, all in and dedicated to to, to stuff. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Now, and I've got that focus on my wife and kids too. So. Yeah, right. No, I think I, I when you when you see it as like these little points, 
it looks uh, look outliers, but when it it really paints a, a uniform picture of a of kind of an approach to to see things in you know life and make sure your priorities are where they need to be and you know when you're doing stuff that you're if you're not with your family right you, that time you need to be doing something that's important and so if it's not important then you, know, you kind of move on so yeah it, it makes sense I get it someone. Yeah. Someone, yep. in their, someone in their forties, I see it. Like if I'm going to do something, it's got to be. If I'm not home or if I'm traveling, it's got to be something really important. If I'm not going to be there and miss, you know, other key moments of you know of the business or of life or my family, right? Totally. I had my kids when I was starting this business, Ooh. so I missed a lot of the the late nights, you know. Yeah. So my wife took that on, and she did a fantastic job, an absolute champion. I couldn't have done it what she did <laughs> and uh we're just a we're, we're a really good team we work really well together yeah i i think that's important i think that we yeah when we partner up and make those choices you know to realize you know, there are things that may happen you may miss but i don't know when they're that i, I have two boys nine and nine and five he'll be six in a couple of weeks but i know the first couple of years where i realized like my wife's the brains of the operation too and so like she was she was like, well, until they're three, they don't remember as much stuff. So, like, just from, like, a brain perspective, it was it was the saddest thing, but then I was kind of like, okay, well, then I had to work even twice as hard those years, so they don't, like, then when I can be there, you know, I can be there a little bit more. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's all exactly. worth it. It's all worth it, my friend. You're, yeah, you're, and here's, here's what I always take away and say to people is that what you're doing, Richard, is you're setting an example for them for the rest of their lives to, to do what they love and to work really hard and show that, if you work really hard that you're going to have positive results if you truly believe in yourself and what you're doing. So, I mean, it, it's uh, it's one, it's an intangible, right? It's something that you can't necessarily see, but they'll look at your business and the success you have. And who knows, maybe it'll be powerlifting champion and they'll just look at it and, you know, and they'll, they'll really take that as to, to be whatever they want to be, whatever that is. So I, it, it's, uh, it's, it's bigger than just, you know, right now. I appreciate that, man. It's really kind of you. Hey, cool. I think yeah, I just think it's I think it's important because um, when you started, if you look at it right, being creative and doing things like art and design weren't if people that you'd say, oh, why would you do that? Or it, it was less it was less uh, common for people to go to university or you know college for that. It wasn't seen as like this you know the way the the path that most people wanted you to lead or or societal you know. And uh, I think when people make those tough choices. And they come out on top. I think we should celebrate that more. So that's kind of what we're trying to do here every week. And yeah, you know, you're a great example of that. Yeah, cheers, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, amen to that. So, what are your uh, so what are you working on right now? What are some of your uh, your new clients that you got going? Oh, I'm working on lots of cannabis stuff down in the states right now, which is like a whole new cool cool world for us. Um, there's lots of that, and then there's Oh, God, I don't even know how many breweries, but I'll probably pull off three labels this week alone on different breweries. Uh, I'm working on stuff for uh, Mill Street, which is owned by Labatt and, and uh, AB Dev. So we just finished a big rebrand of them two years ago, and that's, that's a great client. And uh, I got three or four brand new breweries that I'm branding right now and doing their first product lines. And then working on several seasonals for existing clients. Love it, love it. Now, 
doing labels oh, for <laughs> yeah doing labels for for beer versus wine is what kind of difference do you noticed in, in that type and that you know varying it or when you do spirits and distilleries obviously the vessels are different but is there is there different trends or different things you're trying to represent or you have to be more conservative you know what are the what are the trends in those mm-hmm. those spaces okay so wine the wine consumer is very different than the craft beer consumer they uh, you think that they're the same thing, but they're really not. Um, wine has uh, an older base to it, which won't pick up the really crazy wild bottles. That drinker does exist. There are still uh, young men and women that I can get to pick up a fourteen bottle or fourteen dollar bottle with a crazy label on it. But I'm not going to get somebody who's only looking for that one word on a white label, you know, in some sort of like hand script and that's their quality indicator. I'm never going to get those. I do that design too. And I like doing it because it's a nice break from the crazy illustration sometimes, but they're not the same consumers. So you really got to understand what the the winery or brewery is trying to, to stay and who they're trying to sell to and who their existing market base is and who they're trying to get. Because I can get that consumer. If you already have a consumer, then you know there's not necessarily a, a many reasons to change, except for staying contemporary and current and loving your brand. But wine doesn't have to change as much as beer. Wine can sit and look the same way for a very long time. Beer can't. Beer is screaming on the shelves right now. <laughs> Yeah, Did I that think, answer that? Yeah. No, I think it's it, it, it leads me right to my next one. Um, it's if you go to their Instagram, there's a nice little kind of a case study uh, slideshow of you know how often uh, should you know breweries rebrand and it's it's really it's really it was awesome because not only is it it's something that's really uh, relevant right now, uh, with the you know hyper competitive you know space on the shelves and in the marketplace, but I mean I'm a data guy. It's like I'm you know. I like to crunch some numbers. I like yeah. to see, you know, a, a, you know, a nice little bar chart once in a while and just tangible th- shit other than like, oh, this, you know, we're both hippie-esque, but like just, you know, you have to have data to back it up. And so if you go check that out, uh, they posted a couple of days ago and I thought it was just, uh, it was, I don't know, I, I love shit like that. So it was just, um, it kind of made me curious about the different types of audiences because you're right, wine doesn't really change that much and it's very rare that they do. And, um, Beer, yeah, yeah, beer, beers. I think, I think your uh, the findings were roughly every five years. I think we round up. I think it was like four eight or four nine. Um, you know, for the last, but it was like over the last fifteen years. And so, you definitely, you definitely see that even with the, even with the majors. You know, they're they're trying to you know reinvent themselves all the time just so, people because people love that. People all get all, people get geeked out about it. They love the beer. It might not get them new a new audience, but I think it's just important to make kind of refresh people. And remind them, no matter whether you're craft beer or just kind of, uh, you know, uh, the the staples, you know, what have you, you know, th- th- all of them are doing it now, you know, and especially the ability to use cans and different labels and styles. It's uh, it's a fun time to be a, a beer drinker. So you guys must have a have you know kind of a field day with the, the possibilities. Oh, constant. Another thing too about the wine industry, though, what's happening to it that I'll just mention here is. Uh, because of the the older older consumers, uh, for lack of a better term, die off. So 
new consumers come in and they still have, they bring what they liked from their youth through uh, their lives as they age. And yes, it matures and changes as all things do, but it's a different style of, of wine branding that is going to be on the, on the horizon for the next 10 years. So what companies like Gallo and the wine group and all these, these like the big, like top two, three companies in the world, what they do now is they hire me to come in and do like, I'll do like 14 concepts for a new style of wine that they're going to market to millennials or whatever they're, they're trying to do. And then they'll take my work and it'll go into focus grouping and whatever gets brought through, it'll then turn into either an actual project or it will become, you know, dead on the cutting room floor. <laughs> so I do a lot of concept work that nobody sees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, uh, I've probably shared before my, my day job is, um, I work in the market market research industry, so the ideation and the ideas of that usually it's more quantitative than uh, the qualitative focus group stuff. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting, especially in packaged goods. You know the you know concept A, B, C, or D, and what do you like it, and you know all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if I've uh, yeah. I don't know if I've been indirectly involved with some of your stuff. Ended up on the cutting room floor, but uh, I apologize in advance if that's the case. <laughs> Oh man, those those things are the bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah, the idea so of four, I was gonna say fourteen of them is like oh my, and then like okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll spend two weeks doing concept work that nobody will ever see for brands that are out there right now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Now, if somebody is a you know a seasoned vet, and that's I think that's a great kind of example, um, kind of. How how would you kind of recommend or kind of give in advice on people dealing with rejection, right? And that, that to me is always seems to be one of the harder parts of the of the industry or designs that you're coming up with things that people, like you said, just end up on the floor and don't don't get used. Do you have a thick skin for that? You know, did it, did it take time? You know, or how, how have you been able to kind of uh, cope yeah. with that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it does happen, and it, it's never like okay, you know, you're never like actually happy about it, but. Uh, you got to turn it into a positive. And the main thing you have to do when, you under, when you're rejected is you have to understand why. If you can get to the absolute core as to why that design got rejected, you can then correct your course and change it. Um, if somebody says to me, like, oh, I don't like something, like, I basically can't even sleep until I fix the problem, you know? <laughs> like, no, I got to solve this. I got to get this done. I have to have this customer happy and I have to have that returning client, you know? I, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a perfectionist. Yeah, you have to master it. And so, yeah, yeah. that to me is hard. I mean, I, that always has been one of the things that I always just admire. I would I would definitely take it personally, and I, I know you shouldn't. It just depends on the person. And, and the reality is they could be wrong, but it's their brand, so they're they're making the decisions and what have you. But, yeah, yeah it's uh, – I don't know. I, I applaud I applaud you and all the, all the designers out there who can just kind of uh, – not end up rocking back and forth and crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself nice and physically tired at the start of the day and you're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a thick skin, which I, which I, I, I surely applaud. Now earlier you mentioned, you know, yeah. we talked about the pitch and you know, whatnot, and you're not as much involved with that, but you did kind of hint that there's a few brands that you would like to be involved with. I mean, you seem like you've, you know, you've had a, pretty solid um you know you're young still but you've had a pretty solid career are there things 
or industries that you would like to, to go into? I know that you've really fine-tuned the business to really deal with, you know, beer, wine, spirits. There's a little bit of cannabis in there. Um, are there are there projects that you've yet to be involved in that you're hoping to, to do someday, or, or is, it, is it more specific brands oh. you want to work on? Always. I mean, always. Uh, I want, you know, I, I've got, like, the cool, really small craft stuff, and I also want the giant, big stuff that really helps you build a solid company, right? So that's that's the work that keeps the lights on, the stuff that I don't necessarily have to touch. So things that are, you know, big beer requires things like fridge hangers and, and displays and things like that. So that lets me build a company and employ other designers and turn them into absolute beasts in their own right. Uh, that's another thing I love to do is, is make designers better. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for the next big thing and the next big six figure contract that comes in the door and just things that I get excited about. Well, I wish you luck in that regards, man. You guys are, you guys are, uh, you guys are busy and I'm always happy to see that. And you're working, your work is, uh, is really exceptional. So it's really great. Yeah, we are like over 350 labels under my belt now. (laughs) A lot. Yeah, and, and now you and again you go hired uh, GunsCreative.com. Uh, you have a you have a you know a full team, and so it's really uh, now. How is that becoming like wearing that hat? Is like going from you know the employee to the employer and hiring a you know a, a team. They're, they're not obviously be listening to this, so. But uh, how is that experience yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, interviewing folks and kind of uh, deciding who to bring on and what have you? That was a learning experience in itself. Um, you know, I've had several designers over the years, and right now the team that I have right now is the one that I don't want to let go of. Uh, we work really well together. Everybody has the strengths that complements each other, and there's great futures in both of their their uh, their path if they stay on it with me. Um, yeah, they're, they're very important to me at this point. Like, I'm not even at my office right now, but my business is still running, right? <laughs> You gotta have that trust. Yeah, I I think that you're a pretty candid person. You're you're you know, and really you're passionate what you're doing. So I, like I said, you know, uh, you can just tell like you know, just even how you're speaking of them with you know, you can you can hear the inflection in your voice. I I can tell that type of stuff, yeah. and it's just uh, it's genuine. You know, just uh, you're you're thinking about them and how important they are to your success, and you know, you're giving them the opportunities to work on these things that you know and. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, dude. It's great. I mean, I don't know. I know I keep just kind of rambling about it, but I think it's just really uh, it's just really <laughs> nice to kind of get that perspective and just do, do something you love, and that's kind of what we all all strive for. And then to be able to bring others on to to share in that, um, you know, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've worked in a lot of shops, you know, and I learned what I don't want mine to be. So Hired Guns is unlike any other design company um, that I can guarantee. Uh, we're very professional. <laughs> yeah, our common thing, which we never thought, you know, we've got a few themes that come back up, but it's like the common theme is your shitty jobs or the jobs you hate or just that, that, that aren't where you are now or really help that they help you when you do your own thing to really pick pick things that you want, good and bad, from your other experiences to make your, your current situation, you know, its best. And so I think, you know, You've uh, you've had some mileage, you know, and you've been working for different folks throughout the years. So when you finally decided to uh, 
yeah. do your own thing. You knew what it was and wasn't wasn't going to be, and you know that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a place that people are pissed off they have to come into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels too much like work. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, I that's I mean that's the simplest way. That's a uh, that's a bumper sticker right there. So I mean, I think yeah. I don't want I don't want that job either. So now yeah, exactly. Now, when you're creating, do you, you know, this is one of our uh, less artsy questions. Do you, are you, uh, do you work in silence? Do you have music going? What's kind of the, what's, you know, paint, paint us the picture of the, what's the scene like when you're, when you're in the zone? Loud, loud music. Very loud. <laughs> All right, good. I, that's what I expected. What li- <laughs> what's on the playlist? What are you listening to? It's got to be some metal music. So what are you listening to? Yeah, I'm really involved in the death metal scene here. Um, specifically tech technical death metal so bands like in theory and vibrium and seeds of flesh and you know all that like kind of really just heavy heavy hardcore extreme metal um i love blast beats i love deathcore too bands like infinite Infinite annihilator i'm listening to and angel makers in vancouver i was actually just at bison on saturday uh, really good friends with that band, so I drove down to the island and saw them, and came back up the same night. Yeah, I'm I'm really about music. Um, I've been interviewed by Decibel Magazine and stuff because of it. So, yeah, that's like my other passion is death metal and that whole thing. Now, that's not my musical area, but through through this, we've got a we've there's definitely a, a subset of the of beer label designers and creatives that are hugely into metal. So it's kind of, uh, it comes up a bunch, but now for myself, what's, what's technical death metal? I mean, I, I'm just more, I have no, I'm not, I'm not sure on the variances of, yeah. the, of the death metal. Okay. So you've got your death metal, which is like cookie cutter death metal, like, um, like cannibal courts and DSI and, and, uh, dying fetus. And then you've got your, uh, <clears throat> technical death metal which is faster and far more technical. So you go from like 200 BPM up to 300 BPM and there's just guitars just shredding riff after riff after riff. And it sounds like it's just being made by like an alien God and it's just being beamed into your skull. (laughs) I love it. But I love my like old school slamming brutal death too. I love all that stuff. Oh, awesome! Yeah, no, because we'll, with the episode, we'll uh, we'll make sure there's plenty of uh, technical death metal for you. Yeah, we'll we'll take some of those bands you recommended and uh, do the beds with them underneath. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. So, yeah, like Fauna Possession is definitely one to stick in there. You're gonna do that. <laughs> All right. And Caruso is one of the best albums ever made. Nice. I can see. You're 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 I the hippie. You, see, you called yourself a hippie before, and you're listening to death metal. So, you're, and you're getting that. Uh, Releasing all the energy out of there, so yeah, you're, uh, yeah like powerlifting death metal hippie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are you're one of a kind, Mister Hatter. You are one of a kind. Oh, God damn it, my other man! I have lived many lives over and over. <laughs> yeah, and they formed one. You're like you're like fucking Voltron. Yeah, you're just all coming together with uh, all, all these different pieces, right? Yeah, they, they don't they don't work That's on their own. To put it. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. It's a, <laughs> Yeah, man, that's how I look at it. Because it's like they don't, yeah, on their own, they don't, they don't have any 
uh, correlation. They tie together, and you get you get the Mad Hatter himself. So yeah, here we are. So yeah, here I am. It took that all that to do this, <laughs> and we wouldn't want it any other way. So so I thank you, Richard. I, I really appreciate you making the time. Um, you know, I want to. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking with you, learning your story. I think folks will really uh, take a lot out of it, and uh, you're just a great example. Like I said, a great example of uh, hard work and doing what you love, and you know, giving a hundred. I mean, it's uh, sports cliches, but like 110. percent You just seem that your whole your whole person is into everything you're you're doing, and your your voice when you talk about all these things you're passionate about is uh, it resonates with people. So, I thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Cool experience. Yeah, I, th- I appreciate it. And we'll, uh, I, I always say, I hope we can get together and have some, uh, have some beers in 3D. And uh, if you're, you know, we'll definitely make sure to keep in touch and uh, hopefully we can grab some in the future. Yeah, I do travel, so. Dope. Yeah, if you ever get to New York City, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a popular city here in the states, <clears throat> New York City. It's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I might have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really taken off. It's, uh, it's kind of a hip place. So yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close there. And, uh, yeah. We can rock out. Love and, the young uh, people are moving yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's you know it's going to be on the charts soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. All right. Cool. Thanks, Richard. I'll talk to hey, you bye. soon, man. Yeah. No. Thank you. All right. Bye. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. And there you have it, folks. The essential Richard Hatter, Hired Guns Creative, 16-ounce canvas interview. What do you think, folks? The man does not mess around. He says he's a hippie. Death metal. Actually, let's step back. Technical death metal. He's a black belt, and he's a badass designer. So, peace and love, my friend. Peace and love. He's definitely a... Former bouncer, which I think is just a great story also. And just uh, really honest. The man doesn't bullshit. He's direct. He's passionate. He loves what he does, and he's all business. And it's really great to see. I really like this episode because it's a nice example to see kind of a, another tier you know, for us. To see some of the folks that have really kind of gone on and started their own thing. You know, having a team, having a staff, and working together, you know. Much love to Leaf for, you know, coordinating from the from the jump, you know, early on. And just to really see that, to the, the number of labels, you know, over 300, getting closer to 400, you know, over over a dozen, you know, breweries and distilleries that are on the website. It's, you know, it's probably in the dozens. And just to really see the, the hard work and the passion, it's, it's who he is. And it's just a good example. It's, you know, exemplary of what the work that uh, hired guns, uh, are doing and there's a lot of you know a lot of guns ablazing there so it's just a really it's a really good story you know looking back throughout the years just to you know what it took to get there and it's not easy and it's it's interesting because a lot of times the folks will tell their story and you know they kind of yada yada over you know years and really those are some of the they're not the sexy years or not the awesome years in terms of you know, career highlights. So they're like the kind of the, the minor leagues, the the grinding it out years, you know, just working, working, working. But, you know, you can't get to, you know, where you want to be if you don't put in the time, you don't put in the effort, and you really, you know, you have to, you have to build it. It's very rare that somebody just kind of from the jump 
finds the you know the job they want to be at forever and you know the the career path and what have you so for me this is a great example of just hard work knowing your calling and doing whatever was necessary for as long as it was necessary you know to build that portfolio to to work that side hustle to keep grinding and when you know when obstacles came in you can easily you know just say fuck it i'm done and i'll go back to you know schlepping it for somebody else but just to kind of I know I say it a lot, but I just think it takes a lot of guts, a lot of balls to, to put your chips in and just kind of go for it. And we see that more and more each week. And, you know, the term going forward and, and doing that is, is relative. You know, if you're young, you know, early 20s, you know, fresh out of university, whatever, you know, you're going forward is much different than, you know, a dude in his, you know, midlife, you know, with a family going for it. But it's all about what you know, looking inside yourself, knowing who you are, knowing what will truly make you happy. And I think with that will come some awareness and some insight into what that really means for you. And it's different. Everyone, that's the beauty of it. We have all these folks, we always say, and we try to simplify it, but, you know, we can lay out the same programs, we lay out the same utensils, and folks will always come out with something different. And that's how life is, you know, we're all kind of put here on this planet and we all have different experiences different home situations you know different advantages disadvantages and you know we all get to different spots on that map and do different things and so take this episode enjoy it look at all the hard work you know follow along hired guns creative hiredgunscreative.com make sure you you know send them some uh send them some love let them know aj sent you but not but I mean but always is like kind of like you say something positive and you're gonna come re- you know reverse it with something negative I just think that you should really you know look at this episode it's one of it's one of those ones that I think I think that you know on first jump when we do these episodes we usually end up listening to them about at least three times sometimes four and I would think on the first you know we got the phone I, I was you know because of his candor, because he's very direct, you know, I was wondering, you know, how this was going to resonate with people. But as I listened to it and went more and more, it's just, you know, the way he just kind of punches through and just, you know, says what says what's what and how he got there and really the appreciation for the, the greater team. I think, it, like I said, I, I'm hoping it resonate with you. And if it doesn't, it's still a good episode. You still get your technical death metal. You learn a little bit about this, learn a little bit about that. And you're... Uh, you're through another week. So we thank you. Remember, once again, 16ozcanvas.com is the website. 16ozcanvas is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Use that hashtag, pound sign. It's, I think we're in the thousands now. Folks are using it all over the place, and it's just uh, it's, it's taken on a life of its own. So we now are putting it out there and letting the universe control it, and we try to interact with it as much as we can. Um, my name is AJ. AJ16OZCanvas.com is my you know, direct uh, email. Don't hesitate to reach out. Would always love to hear from you. Remember, we have uh, coming up at the end of December. Uh, December 14th is the opening night event at Three Sheets in New Haven. We've already locked down our first event for 2020. That's a teaser we can't tell you yet, but uh, you will feel the love and we'll be excited to share that with you. So things are moving at a great pace. We've got some other things we're working on and we'll keep you updated. As always, if you want to want some merch, you know, check out the store, reach out to me directly, shoot me a DM, do what you do, and be in touch. But until next week, November's here, Sober October is over, 
We thank you. We thank you. And yes, we thank you. Thank you.